0: The daily commute, meeting up with friends after work, gathering with your community for prayer, going to the gym, catching a new blockbuster at the theater, visiting family. For the last six months, all of these rhythms and structures have been disrupted or discontinued. So when everyone in the world is experiencing a disorientation of the structures of life as we previously knew them, what can we hold on to? What's the opportunity to embrace new helpful structures that can take us deeper in life with Jesus? Throughout history, followers of Jesus have kept a spiritual rule of life to abide in God and his life-giving power. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Let's dive in. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, and you're listening to The Reality Daily. I'm Brad Whitty, and I serve on staff as the communications director, and I'm here with Matt Barrios. Hey, Brad. Hi, Matt. So, today we are going to talk about, um, like, the history of the rule of life and what it means for us today. We've been talking about this uh, for a while now in our church, and Dave taught about it on Sunday, Mm -hmm. but... You know, this doesn't come from nowhere. You know, it's <laughs> totally that didn't fall from a from a golden plate uh to Dave <laughs> well, you know, a week ago. Okay, not to Dave, <laughs> but it. maybe
1: it did years and oh, years and yeah. years past. I mean that's what we're talking about today, history yeah. of the rule of life. And, and I
0: promise that'll be the last mention of golden plates.
1: <laughs> um
0: so, so yeah, we're gonna talk today about the history rule of life yeah. and what it means for us today. So Matt, uh where should we start with this conversation?
1: Yeah, so um well I mean I think it makes sense to start in the foundational text of being a follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we actually see things that are basically a rule of life that is given to the people of Israel and Mm -hmm. given to the church. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and and so, like, if we're going to think about rule of life, I mean, that's, like, new terminology. Mm -hmm. Dave established how um, that kind of came, that term really started arising uh, kind of, with like uh, coming from the Latin regla, meaning rule, Mm -hmm. right? A rule of life uh, as well, which also means trellis. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to find that in the Bible verbatim Mm -hmm. or anything. Mm -hmm. Instead, we're going to be be seeing like throughout the Old Testament that God gives Mm -hmm. rhythms of spiritual connection, a rule Mm -hmm. to live by for his people. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean just like, uh, you know, don't kill you, don't murder, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's, we're not talking about, that sort of divine law type stuff. Mm-hmm. We're talking about rhythms that are um, spiritually enriching and connect people to God. And I think mm-hmm. some of some of the amazing ones that are that God establishes uh, early on are things like festivals, like year year rhythms, yearly rhythms that we return mm-hmm. to this remembrance and we return mm-hmm. to this remembrance and we connect to God through it. So um, yeah. So I mean, well, Brad, I I know you're really well versed in the Bible. I, I, oh boy, in fact, what a setup. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, man, I think like <laughs> when it comes to people who, uh, I'm friends with, I feel like you've got solid Bible knowledge wow. and I super appreciate it. Um, cool. Well, yeah. As
0: yeah. you, as you are sharing that, some of the things that occurred to me, yeah. Like obviously we see Sabbath Institute. That's literally one of the, one of the 10 commandments. And then, yeah, like you say, we see feasts and like, and then there's all these rituals around how uh, like the sacrificial system works and everything. And something when you were sharing about some of this rule of life stuff that happens in, um, in, at various places in the law, Moses says something like when your children turn to you and say, why essentially dad, why do we do all this stuff? Mm. Like it's, it's, it's an opportunity to, to share with your children. Like, because the Lord, our God, we were slaves in Egypt and because, And the Lord, our God brought us up out of Egypt and we do all of these things because he saved us and delivered us. And these are good laws that he's given us to live by. So yeah, it's like to, like you were saying, it enriches our daily experience with God, but
1: it also reminds us of who we are Mm -hmm. and who God is. There's a remembrance component to that. And we're going to see that exact theme follow through into the New Testament. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if in the Old Testament, it's like we keep the Passover to remind us that we were Mm -hmm. once slaves in Egypt and God delivered us. Um, What grows out of that, the Passover meal is where Jesus institutes Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord's Supper, communion. Mm -hmm. And and that is, uh, you know, in, in Christ's words, it's like whenever you eat or drink, do this in remembrance of me, mm-hmm. right? So the sort of spiritual rhythms that Jesus sets up for his followers to keep are also rhythms of remembrance. He's mm-hmm. like, if you want life, mm-hmm. like if you want a, an abundant full life, then keep to this, this cyclical pattern, this rule of eating and drinking remember of me taking communion week by week, Mm. keeping the Sabbath holy, resting with the Lord, Mm. these kinds of things. So,
0: yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think it's, you know, I think for probably a lot of people, the word rule might trip some people (laughs) up of like, I don't want to follow any rules, but like, I think that, (laughs) but I think, I mean, I, I, I personally love rules. I don't (laughs) put that on anyone else. I like, I like boundaries. You're a gracious man. Yes. But anyhow, I think that, I think that, these rules of, Mm -hmm. like, keeping the Sabbath, you know, celebrating the Lord's Supper, like, like days of rest, these are all things that, like, are boundaries that are actually for our good, that, like, kind of, like, hem us in, in a way, into a place where we can, like, receive from God Mm -hmm. and, like, be able to recognize our own limits, our own, like, limits as human beings and stuff like that. And it takes
1: us into deeper relationship with Mm -hmm. God, you know? I Mm -hmm. think that one of the points of, any rule of life is going to be this isn't about me this isn't about like being part of some club that is doing something it's about developing an intimate relationship with jesus mm. right So, um, yeah, as we're talking about these rules, I think that's what keeps it from being this sort of legalistic possibility. And it's also a communal thing. Yeah. It's a, it it
0: deepens your relationship with others that you're doing it with. Like you go from, you go from just being friends with like a fellow brother or sister in Christ to like then celebrating communion with them and like doing like Sabbath rest with them. And that like deepens, that deepens your relationship Mm -hmm. in a profound way.
1: It completely does. And now let me, um, let me juke you on this. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for the juke. <laughs> no, the mind blowing thing to me about this is when we now participate as modern day followers of Jesus in this rule of life, we are participating with brothers and sisters who've gone along before us mm-hmm. and kept the same mm-hmm. values for keeping the Sabbath and making that an opportunity to relate to God for taking the Lord's supper mm-hmm. and remembering Jesus for keeping a a consistent life of prayer and the study of scripture. Mm -hmm. And in that way, our fellowship is not only with like the community, maybe, you know, reality San Francisco church. It's, it's a community with like, those who've gone before us like literally millions like if not billions billions of people i mean think about that feeling you remember concerts
0: yeah you remember when you used to (laughs) go shoulder to shoulder with people Uh and that moment would come like in the encore like are they going to play this song yes they're going to play this song everyone together is singing the chorus imagine that feeling but it's literally billions of people yes and it's and it's like it's better than you know it's better than, than Wilco's most popular <laughs> song. It's sure. like the truth and God's word, yeah. you know, that gives life to our beings, you know? Yes, yes. yes.
1: Oh man, uh, you you definitely captured my fancy with that one. My, <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, I do remember concerts and I love that uh, feeling. Yes. yes. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, uh, this is the value of knowing our Christian heritage, mm-hmm. uh, is we remember that we're part of something a lot bigger than us. We mm-hmm. inherited a tradition. Mm-hmm that people preserved for the Mm -hmm. last several thousand years Mm -hmm. and now we get to carry it on to our kids and their kids and, and so on. And, um, one of the things that we're preserving is a rule of life for connecting with God. So the way that the story keeps going in history. So, you know, post, you know, the times recorded in scripture, Mm -hmm. we've got an early church that's trying to figure out what does it mean to be church, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and kind of having to, uh, invent it as they go along. Mm -hmm. And some of the, um, you know, these, these, this crew of people are known as like the apostolic fathers and mothers, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Who are early, early followers of Jesus who end up being leaders. And, um, an interesting document comes out of that called uh, the Didache. And the Didache is almost like a, um, it's almost like a, a list of wise principles, wise ways Mm -hmm. to live rhythms of life rule, a rule to keep more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. And it includes things like taking communion regularly, uh, keeping the Lord's day Sundays, like for worship and for fellowship. Mm-hmm. And it also includes things like keeping a daily prayer life. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, that's something that we haven't talked about yet uh, mm-hmm. is like, if we're going to be talking about a rule of life that is connecting to us, to God in a spiritually rich way, we got to talk about prayer, mm-hmm. right? Cause mm-hmm. prayer is the way of us to communicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to God and mostly when we're talking about keeping a rule of life for spiritual um, spiritual connection we're talking about prayer being infused in all of it mm-hmm. because, so that it's always referencing Jesus mm-hmm. and interacting with him so mm. um, yeah so the Didache like is this like document from early you know hundreds AD right wow so like within the first generation or two exactly from the, from the apostles mm-hmm. as they're trying to almost like codify like hey here's what it means to be a Christian and in the church. Mm-hmm. It means things like taking communion and doing daily prayer and so on. Mm-hmm. And these things, you know, as we can see have lived on as we've gone. And you see
0: why that would have been necessary. Cause a lot of the church at that time, especially those who had, who had come from Judaism and were, and were Jewish in faith yeah. prior to like believing in Messiah Jesus. Like they already had a lot of like that rule of life and guardrails from yeah. the Torah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, I mean, from day one, the church is a multi-ethnic, multinational, yeah. multi-class, people of all walks of mm, life, mm. you know, and and cultures. And so I'm sure the early church leaders saw we need a shared, we need yeah. a shared rule of life here. We need a shared trellis for all these very different kinds of people to come into one way. Yeah. Into it, the way of Jesus together. That's
1: exactly it. And like, you know, it, it's like, teaching people who speak two different languages to be able to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's going to take something a little different from Mm -hmm. both of these in Mm -hmm. order to get them to interact. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Jewish believers connecting with Gentile believers and learning to love and accept and appreciate each other. I mean, a lot of the new Testament is about this, but also this plays out. And, um, and I would say, I mean, it, it makes sense to me that fellowship around spiritual life is is what we're about as a church, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're not about like, Hey, you know, did you watch like premier league League soccer this weekend? Like Mm -hmm. as much as some of us like that, but, Mm -hmm. uh, like, that's not the thing that we're meeting about, right? We're, we're meeting because we want to fellowship in Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and a rule of life is kind of like the rule that helps us in connection with Jesus, that when a community kind of dogpiles on that, Uh, in reaching Jesus in that way, they find themselves close to one another at the same time. So,
0: yeah, for when it's one person, it's just like, this is my personality or my personal rhythms. When it's a community doing it, it creates a whole culture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And, uh, and so like speaking of this idea of like creating cultures, uh, through spiritual rhythm, um, there, the movements that follow this, like are, uh, monastic movements. So, Mm um, one of the biggest people who's kind of like seminal in creating the monastic stuff. We've probably heard of him, but it's a, a Benedict. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think there's, there have been popes named after him and whatnot, but, uh, Benedict is, uh, he was like this, this monk out in the desert. Who's like trying to live a faithful life with God mm-hmm. and is doing, living a life of prayer, living super simply. Mm-hmm. And people just start, coming to him just for wisdom.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, you probably know the history of this better than I do, but like, it might be helpful to share, like, why was he in the desert?
1: Oh yeah. 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 Oh, oh, I think it's super interesting. So, yeah. Um, so right around when um, kind of like the Roman empire is uh, you know, for a long time it was persecuting Christians, mm-hmm. Constantine rolls mm-hmm. around and he is kind of one of the final emperors who is, um, y- you know, like starting to persecute Christians, but then he's in this big battle Mm -hmm. where he sees in the sky, a symbol that's like a Christian symbol. Mm -hmm. And then he has a dramatic conversion Mm -hmm. moment. And then all of a sudden the emperor of the Roman empire is a follower of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so all these people who are like, well, I want to be, I want to be, uh, you know, like, up in the Roman, you know, in the Roman empire, I want Mm -hmm. to be an official and I want to, all these Mm -hmm. folks like start becoming Christians too. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, perhaps you could say that, I don't want to question the sincerity of that faith, but it's, Mm -hmm. it is definitely a place where it would be advantageous to be nominally Christian, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, um, so some people start reacting to this and they're just Mm like, wait, actually when we were, when we were martyred for our faith, Mm that was actually like more meaningful when we had, um, when we experienced the suffering of following Jesus, there was
0: something richer happening there than when it was like culturally expedient. Exactly. To be a Christian.
1: Right, right, right. Tot- mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly it. It's no longer, you know, like back when it was culturally difficult mm-hmm. to be a Christian. Um, and you know, in the language of the old Testament, like when we were the remnant, mm-hmm. like God's faithful remnant mm-hmm. against the odds, mm-hmm. there was a richness of faith there. Mm hmm. And so people are just like, well, let's, let's do what God instructed his people to do. Let's go Mm -hmm. out to the wilderness too. We'll go out to the desert. Mm -hmm. We will um, see God in the desert. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so these, these desert fathers and mothers, um, Mm -hmm. went out to the desert and they just would spend their time praying to kind of like escape from, Mm -hmm. uh, a version of Christianity that they didn't. Um, that felt kind of nominal and hmm. and all of that yeah of,
0: and probably syncretistic too yeah in in very like in, in with a syn syncretistic with a lot of different things in Roman culture at that time perhaps. absolutely right like yeah. so
1: yeah not only are you talking about Jesus but you're talking about Jupiter and you're talking mm-hmm. about like the it would be easy to just kind of connect the Roman pantheon to, Mm -hmm. to Jesus. And then the the water gets muddy real quick. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. So, so Benedict is one of these. Benedict is one of these folks who goes out Mm -hmm. to the desert because he's like trying to figure out how to be faithful to Mm -hmm. Jesus and is just like dying for like literally like willing to put his life on the line Mm -hmm. and like put himself in a tough place in order to seek God. Um, So he becomes one of those people that people seek out for, uh, wisdom Mm -hmm. and, you know, all these folks who are oftentimes like young people who are at a Mm -hmm. crossroads, what do I do with Mm -hmm. my life? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, go out to him and you know, he's like an early spiritual director basically. Mm -hmm. And he's, he'll just answer people's questions. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that he would do is he'd just invite people to live alongside him. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, plenty of people decide to do that. Mm -hmm. And next thing he knows, he's got a, a community Mm -hmm. to take care of, Mm where he can't just be treating people individualistically mm-hmm. all the time. He actually needs to set a communal rule, a rule mm-hmm. of life for mm-hmm. how um, how the people in his community, how the, in this like little monastery, mm-hmm. live together. Mm-hmm. And um, in the Benedictine, uh, what's called the Benedictine order, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, there's lots of details to go into about it. It's not like super hard to understand, but just on a foundational level uh, Benedict was about two things. Uh, you know, the Latin is like ora et labora, pray and work. Hmm. And I think in a way where, uh, the rhythms were set up. So you're praying multiple times, throughout the day, like mm-hmm. the bell rings and you pause whatever you're doing and you start praying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you might've been tending to the field or whatever it might be, but you just put down the pitchfork and you, you know, pitchforks probably, it makes it feel like you're, you're like ranting or something. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, you put down your gardening hoe and then you just mm-hmm. like, you pray and you, mm-hmm. you stop and acknowledge God and you bless mm-hmm. him and you seek his wisdom and mm-hmm. uh, all of that. And so the Benedictine order, like is a foundational set idea, you know, kind of how that community function for mm-hmm. what a rule of life can mm-hmm. look like for our, for us today. Like all of us have work that we've got to do. Mm-hmm. We got to do the laundry and we've got to make dinner and we've got to, you know, check in with our boss about this and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's possible to take a pause. God, I want to take some time with you. Mm-hmm. And to do it rhythmically, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and keep a rule of it. Like, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to submit myself to a rhythm that will keep Mm -hmm. me continuously, continuously coming back to God. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah. And gosh, what I love about kind of this little history lesson with Benedict is that sometimes, especially like ancient history feels so remote and alien to us. Yeah, But like just even breaking that down a little bit, even as you were sharing, like people were going out to Benedict you know because they wanted to learn his way of life it like i i was finding myself resonating with that because mm. at that time in the roman empire obviously syncretism going on you know christianity watered down in various ways but also that is that is the beginning of the long march to like the end of the Roman empire and like things in the society are crumbling and tensions are high. There's so many warring factions. And so, you know, we can relate (laughs) to that in our, our take a look at
1: American politics and it feels similar, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: totally. Um, And I mean, just our, our world right now, and in addition to politics with the pain, with the pandemic and everything. And Mm -hmm. so, and so I feel that hunger as well Yeah, for like an order, a way of life that anchors me to God that, to abiding in Jesus and like yeah. also anchors me to other believers in community.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think as we take up that sort of, um, pray and work mm-hmm. sort of mm. way of thinking about life, like I pray and I work and I work and I pray until mm. it seems like the two are the same thing, you know? Totally. And one is, and one
0: is fueled by the other. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're, you're working hard. You're, you're like, you know, you're doing your job and your vocation, and you're also serving and loving people. Yes. And then that fuels what you pray about. Exactly. And then, like, your prayer and your connection with God then fuels your energy in your working. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And so, then, you know, w- when I think about this, I- I'm like, gosh, uh, this is what we need right now. Mm-hmm. Because there's lots of chaos going on in the world. Every headline uh, testifies to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. things are tough. And, as Christians, it takes resilience on our part to, to engage that, mm-hmm. right? Like to engage that with the love of Christ, with mm-hmm. his grace, with his mm-hmm. peace and to be people who are bearing that fruit in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, dude, like, uh, I mean, you and I n- both know how easy it is to, to let Twitter be the thing that is running mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, running the internal monologue. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I think it's so crucial to step aside and take time to pause and pray. And there are people, uh, I mean, fast forwarding this throughout history mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. a little bit more. So after yeah. Benedict, then people, there, there's lots of like monasteries and mm-hmm. orders of mm-hmm. Christianity that come out of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the person who our city, San Francisco, is named after after Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. He ends up having his own um, like order of, mm-hmm. of uh, friars and monks and whatnot, mm-hmm. and the order of Francis is like one that has a lot to do with evangelism, mm-hmm. like being very outwardly focused, wow. and, um, and like going and preaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a preaching order, right? Around Like around about what time is this? Oh, history? yeah, so uh, I, gosh... I believe that's around like 1200s or something like that.
0: So we're pretty far removed from the Roman empire at this point. At this point we are. Middle ages. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Francis is, uh, you know, he was kind of like a, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm getting my, uh, my, you know, church fathers and mothers correct. But uh, I think he was somewhat of like a, like aristocrat, right? Mm -hmm. Like he, Mm -hmm. he was basically like a trust fund kid. He was like, Mm -hmm. what, what do I do with my life? Mm -hmm. What will actually be valuable? and then he like starts to live very radically hmm. in devotion to Jesus. Yeah. And then again, people just start following along because mm-hmm. they're like, gosh, that actually seems meaningful in a mm-hmm. world where, you know, thinking Renaissance era like there's a there's a lot of wealth that comes up around that mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of everybody. learning and knowledge and yes. a lot of
0: decadence. Yes. And um yeah, and uh, yeah, like And so I think there's something attractive that people see in, in St. Francis that they want to come and follow similar to, to Benedict Val, we were talking about Benedict earlier. And so I think that's one of the, one of the amazing things about a community keeping a rule of life too, is that it starts to be very attractive to the, to the whole like city and world yeah. around them of mm-hmm. like, they notice there's something different about these people. These people seem whole. These people seem like joyful yes. and like peaceful. And like, I want I want in on what I want in on, on that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that's it. And I, and so people like Francis um, come around and like, there's whole orders created out of this. And, um, and then the story goes on and then we, kind of get to the Reformation where mm-hmm. um, even like the Reformation comes out of uh, Martin Luther being part of a monastic order. He was mm-hmm. an Augustinian monk, mm-hmm. right? And so he was like immersed in the scripture, mm-hmm. immersed in a life of prayer. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was his life. Mm-hmm. And like he starts to realize like, man, what I'm seeing in the church does not square with my faithful study of scripture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to critique this. Right. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'm going to go through the formal, you know, chain of command first. It's Mm -hmm. not working. Well, it's time to blow things up a little bit here. (laughs) So he, um, you know, 95 theses on the wall Mm -hmm. and around in the 1500s. And Mm -hmm. and so he's um, like chasing after this. He's he's trying to be faithful. But the thing that I want to highlight is the way that a person like him could be who he was, was because he kept a rule. He kept a rule of studying scripture, mm-hmm. prayer, living in community with people, mm-hmm. um, seeking to honor God with the rhythm of rhythms of his life, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that that's the kind of thing that allows people to connect meaningfully to their calling mm-hmm. with God, and like the courage to step into it, even when it, oh yeah, there's a lot on the line, right?
0: Yeah, the con- the courage, the conviction, and like the the willpower, and like the the strength and um and like the hope to per- to persevere yeah. you know and like that spirit of like reform and like wanting things to be the way they're supposed to be mm-hmm. like that's something that resonates with me yeah. and i know that resonates with people in our city and yes. to think that for someone like Martin Luther that that came
1: from that was fueled by his rule of life yes with with god exactly right yeah and so the story goes on. We've got the reformers. Then we've got a counter reformation within the Catholic mm-hmm. church where, um, or something of, yeah, like people also wanting reformation. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll just like briefly touch on these folks, but the Spanish mystics are part of this equation too. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, another religious order, the Carmelites, um, mm-hmm. who, um, uh, are like in, again, cloistered up in these monasteries and stuff in Spain. Mm-hmm. And, um, Two big people in that, Teresa of Avila is, um, and uh, John of the Cross, Wanda La Cruz, like these are uh, two big figures who are looking at how to connect to God and the mm-hmm. need in in this case, what they were looking at was the need for uh, spiritual companionship, right? Like mm-hmm. having, having a trusted person who you're going to with your spiritual life mm. or having a trusted friend that you're confiding in. And the topic of your conversation from time to time is, what's happening in your spiritual life. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, both of them, uh, had a ministry of spiritual direction to mm-hmm. the people that they were overseeing. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're just in regular conversation. How's God discipling you through what's happening in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and interestingly enough, they also had a very contemplative approach to this where they would just go and they'd just sit in wordless prayer with God, just like, like the way that you can sit in a room with a friend Mm -hmm. and not have to say a word, but you're just glad to be together. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That was like a a strong tradition that came from, uh, that crew of people. So Mm. I just say this to like, say we are part of a pretty remarkable and rich tradition as you know, 21st century followers of Jesus Mm -hmm. that I just don't want us to neglect seeing because we, we can so often try to reinvent the wheel, but, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it's good to innovate. It's good to be creative. Mm-hmm. And also, um, let's remember where we came from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what we've tried to do when we've, when we have adopted a rule of life mm-hmm. at Reality San Francisco is, mm-hmm. um, on some level, we're trying to custom tailor fit it to our world today and mm-hmm. what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But in lots of ways, like we're taking the same old spiritual practices that were mm-hmm. written about in the scriptures, mm-hmm. the same ones practiced by the church throughout history Mm -hmm. and now are like, how do we as followers of Jesus be faithful to following him, faithful to seeking, seeking him out from day to day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And that's why we have our rule of life at reality San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've just started a rule of life this fall. Um, that, uh, that we're really focusing like on three specific areas. Um, one is daily bread scripture reading, mm-hmm. uh, where we're like, we're jumping into like the bread scripture reading plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, and then, so should we kind of, should we kind of yeah. like talk about each one? Briefly? We'll just talk about it real quick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh-huh.
1: with bread, bread's an ac- acronym acronym, uh, B, be still, R read, you know, we're going to, mm-hmm. there's a daily reading that's set mm-hmm. up for you. Um, E is to encounter. So like look at looking at a phrase or a verse from, from the reading, What is, how can you use that as a way to encounter God? How does God Mm -hmm. want to encounter you Mm -hmm. through that scripture? Mm -hmm. A, apply. um, So, and so given that encounter, how would you apply this message that God has for you to your life today? Mm -hmm. And then D, devote, like offer Mm -hmm. a prayer of devotion to God. And, and yeah. so we are just keeping this as a daily rule mm-hmm. for us as a church mm-hmm. that every day we'll just keep to the same Bible reading plan so that mm-hmm. we can immerse ourselves in scripture, be literate in it, know about it, mm-hmm. see it as a way to connect to God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in the, in that same way, connect to, uh, you know, somebody like Martin Luther, who was like ultra literate in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. of that, it fueled who he was and clarified what he was called to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that, that's part of what we're doing. Daily bread. It looks a little bit like that. Yeah. And, and
0: to find the resources for that, just, um, we'll put it in the, in the description, but it's just, um, you'll find it on the rule of life page, just reality sf.com slash rule. And we have a, um, a digital journal you can download for that. That has like, you know, a page for every day of the reading mm-hmm. with those prompts that yes. you shared. And, um, and then we also, um, we, we created a, uh. Like a partner podcast, sister podcast, sister podcast, brother podcast. Um, (laughs) I don't know. uh, Where uh, all of our ministers are on on staff, are actually every day reading the passage of scripture to you and then like offering the prompts verbally, especially for people in our church, like who it's hard for them to find even like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. of like silence and stillness. Yes. Um, You know, anyone can use it, but like that's, that's a, yeah. That's there for you as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are the other two?
1: Yeah. So the other two are going to be, uh, to do weekly fasting. So we fast on Wednesdays as a church, right. Mm-hmm. In a unified way. So we're connected to one another, but also at the same time, again, rooting it back to history in the Didache, like earliest church teaching is on to be a follower of Jesus. It involves fasting. Mm-hmm. And so this is also a deeply historical, traditional, mm-hmm. um, spiritual rhythm for the mm-hmm. people of God. And so, um, you know, that'll look a little bit like giving up your Wednesday uh lunch and mm-hmm. uh pausing and praying in that, or maybe doing a twenty four hour fast or whatever that might look like. Yeah, from
0: like you you eat dinner on Tuesday evening and then you and then you fast all day Wednesday and then you break that fast with uh dinner on Wednesday. So yep. those, those dinner to dinner, you fast. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. And then the final one, And the
1: final one is going to be weekly Sabbath. So, mm-hmm. um, we love the Sabbath at our church. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like one of the things that God has just brought us into and I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for because, uh, you know, it's easy to be always on with work, mm-hmm. right? It's easy to be always on with social media or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. And what a weekly Sabbath does is it allows us to just push pause on all of that mm-hmm. and instead, rest as God commanded us to Mm. way back, like Genesis, like Mm. the seventh day in creation, Mm. the beginning of time, practically, (laughs) right. You know, is God saying my, my work here is done. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rest. Mm -hmm. And I think in doing that, he says, look, followers of Jesus, you need this Mm -hmm. imitate me as I'm doing this. And so we have a rich tradition of that. So that's going to look like us having like a great meal, as a capstone to our weeks, Friday mm-hmm. nights, mm-hmm. you know, light a candle, whatever. And then, um, a lot of people like to do a media fast on Saturday, no screens. Uh, my wife, Lindsay and I, we, we make it a point to have unscheduled time. So mm-hmm. until 2 PM on Saturdays, we cannot schedule anything like wow. that's just how we do it. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, and, but like whatever those parameters are, there's room for creativity for mm-hmm. defining these rhythms and kind of tailor fitting tailor-fitting them to your life, mm-hmm. uh, while at the same time, let's all jump in together to do daily reading of Scripture and bread, uh, weekly fasts, and weekly mm-hmm. Sabbath.
0: Yeah, and on our website, um, you'll find linked from the Rule of Life page. We have longer articles that talk more about fasting and Sabbath, but yeah, I am, I'm personally so excited for this fall for our church to be able to step in to this Rule of Life together and yeah, an experience deeper abiding and connection with Jesus, and like also, Lord willing, like deeper connection and like fellowship with one another. Yes. Well, Matt, it's been great talking with you. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, that's it for today's episode. But tomorrow and Thursday, we'll actually be re airing some previous episodes on fasting and Sabbath. So be sure to tune in for those. Okay, until next time.